0: Welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel and I missed all the music.
0: Yes, Rachel. Hey, welcome back to our show that we do. Every week. (laughs) Yes, every week. And um, how are you doing? Doing good. It's a little bit
1: colder than what I'd like it to be. Right. But, um yeah, I
0: think... Wait, it was, I thought you were a winter person.
1: I am a winter person, but it went, like, from beautiful, sunny, sun 72, playing at the park with my kid. Yeah. Now it's, like, in the 50s, and I'm like... Yeah. Did I put leggings on my kid? Is she going to be cold at recess? Yeah. Yeah, we
0: got, like, one day of fall. It was one day. It was a really nice day, though. It was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, like we do... Um, this week, I wanted to ask you just a little personal question, get the conversation going. And this week, it's about cooking.
1: Ooh, I like to cook. I know. Not the best at baking, but I love to cook.
0: Why? What do you think is the difference for you between cooking and baking, and why you excel at one and not as much the other?
1: I think, for me personally, cooking, you have more... permission to be more creative. Hmm. Oh add this spice here, add Uh that, go that ingredient there, bam this. Oh hey, husband, want to let you know, if you like dinner tonight, I'm so happy for you. I'm you're going to only like it tonight and tonight only because I'm not making it again because who knows what I threw in. Oh, you're <laughs> one of those people. Well, I don't do it often, but every once in a while. Where mm. baking is that chemistry where, yeah, if you're off, ooh, a teaspoon of baking soda or a tablespoon, ooh, that totally ruins the whole oh. baking. And I've tried multiple times and I've gone to... Baking classes to actually learn how to bake artisan bread. Mm, mm. Ooh, that is hard to have that crispy outside, but also cooked all the um, baked all the way through. Right. And mine's sometimes still very doughy in the middle.
0: One of the I think the hardest things about baking for me is like I have made bread, and you have to wait so long. Like when you're doing it with yeast, you're like, oh, leave it on the counter forever, mm. and then like you know mash it, and then like wait again, and you you spend like. 36 hours of your life like preparing to mm-hmm. make the bread and you put it in the oven and you take it out and you're like this is terrible.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the whole And purpose. you're like, "Oh yay, the whole purpose was I wanted to make a loaf of bread that cost only 10 cents instead of, you know, buying it at the grocery store for $2.50. Yeah. Yay, I saved money. But, but it's now terrible. it tastes like crap." <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So we're in agreement.
1: <laughs> yes. I I like cooking much better than baking
0: mm-hmm.
1: baking is a lot of chemistry and there's for me personally it's not as much wiggle room mm-hmm. in experimenting
0: i think you'll like this week's artist then
1: okay i'm kind of curious kind of <laughs> don't know what you're talking about
0: that's baking cool. cooking do you want to just do the drum roll i Find do i do Big let's, reveal. let's do it drum roll digga digga. it's sam cook
1: oh he cooks
0: it, that's just his last name. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just um, looking for like a weird side entrance into <laughs> discussing. Uh, famous, I
1: famous do not person. know famous. Okay, I don't know the name at all. So so far, it's don't know the name. Sure. Oh my gosh, I, I'm right now. We're
0: working on a zero. Well, um, I think that this is one of the artists who you may not know his name, but his music. You can't not know. I know. I say. Do you that know every who range. you're talking to? Yes, but I am confident. I am confident. I have bust that confidence so many no, times, though. No, here we go. Okay, I'm gonna throw some songs <laughs> at you. All right, he did some spirituals, but um, you'll know them, but not because he did them. So I'm gonna skip those, and we're gonna jump straight into like some of his music. Um, have you ever heard the song Another Saturday Night? Pass.
1: Is that the best one that you can bring me? No, I'm
0: starting. Okay, okay, okay. Bring it, bring it, bring it. All right. You send me. Pass. You didn't see Guardians of the Galaxy? What? You didn't see that movie? No. How about the song Chain Gang?
1: Pass. It's really,
0: come on. Bring it on home to me.
1: No, pass.
0: What a Wonderful World. Oh! Oh yes, we've got one! Victory!
1: Hey! It's I think- a wonderful world. Okay. Right. okay, okay, Here's okay, the okay, okay. Here's the deal.
0: I think that even when you hear these tracks, you're gonna be kicking yourself because they're- you are- I love all these! Like, yeah. you're- you know these songs. You just don't know that you know them. I don't know that I know that I know them. But maybe- I don't. Maybe you just don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to find out. We you will. <laughs> you've got some homework.
1: It's one hour of listening to um, the Spotify playlist that you lovingly have made.
0: Yeah, not just me, our producer, Aaron. <gasps> oh, thank you, Aaron. Yeah, you're going to listen to that every day for a week. We're going to come back together. You're going to go, oh, you're right, Allison. I knew all those songs. Probably not. And then <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll learn about why he's important, why you should know who he is. I'm excited. Next week, here we go. Nope. Audience, you can follow along with this playlist by going to Spotify and searching for Spotify colon user colon music she missed. If you follow us, then you'll be able to see not this one, not just this one, but all of the playlists.
1: Yes, please join me on my adventure of learning about music.
0: All right, Rachel. I'll see you next week. Audience, we'll be back with you in just a moment. Here we go. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to legendary singer Sam Cooke, who I never knew until now. (laughs) Tell me about it. That's not a surprise. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, there's a lot of things I don't know about music, but I know other things. So so how was your week? It was good. I honestly liked Sam Cooke. I felt like he was family friendly, Mm -hmm. but also just family friendly in the sense of multi-generational where Mm -hmm. i felt that my grandparents were listening to him Mm -hmm. uh, my parents maybe listened to him
0: did you talk to any of the older members in your family to be like hey Um, do you remember this well i only have one grandfather left
1: um i can't remember i don't think i mentioned it with him okay but i should have because he would have totally listened to this stuff um, I know my grandmother would have, but she's been dead since 2009, so yeah. I can't talk to her without help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So you, so you enjoyed the family friendly aspect. Any other thoughts before we jump in?
1: Um, one thing is, we totally forgot during the first half. Mm-hmm.
0: My rating. Oh, your and so your, your rating of yes, understanding. I yeah. think we could have said it was like a, a one. Zero, yeah, zero. One. I didn't even know who the name was, let alone even
1: when you revealed it. it I couldn't even recognize it. Yes. But definitely one of that
0: to be said. So once you listened to it, did you go, oh, these are oldies that I've heard before. I'm familiar with this. Heard
1: before, maybe one of the songs. And that was The Wonderful World.
0: Right. Which is not The Wonderful World that maybe you thought it was. Because there are two songs
1: with that same yeah, title. Yeah, it wasn't the um, Christmas one. It's, <laughs> you, well, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know how that's a Christmas song, but sure. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. The Christmas, um, the the show, the movie that we all watch um, during Christmas time, he has an old town and his wife goes away, he loses his kids, he loses his family, his house. Are you talking it's about just, It's a
0: Wonderful Life? Yes. What does that have to do with
1: What a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. What a wonderful life. It's wonderful.
0: Yay for Rachel. I wish that everybody listening right now could see the expression (laughs) on my face of complete confusion because if you, because that does not make sense to me.
1: See, it makes sense to me though. Yay for Rachel. Okay,
0: Rachel. (laughs) All right. So would you like to jump into some history? Would you like to ask some questions?
1: I actually have more questions this week than previous weeks. Okay. Um, and I don't know why
0: I have more questions. Because you knew
1: so little. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> There was no,
0: you're like, I gotta start somewhere.
1: I've gotta start here. Okay. Is he still alive? No. Oh. oh Bad so, news, I'm sorry to tell you. So he's joined my grandmother. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, have fun, Grandma. All right. Um, so if he's not alive, then mm-hmm. my question is, does he have kids? hmm that are in the music production business. Danced. Uh he
0: did have kids. Um one of his daughters is like a very minor. Oh, okay. Person. But nothing nothing like, oh yeah, his kid is this other famous person that you why even ask Rachel cuz it's not like you would know who his kids were either. Well, I didn't know. Maybe we've done Alicia Keys and <laughs> she's got that like <laughs> oh sorta sound, I guess. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't know. I would. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, it's just a cute, it's just really cute. It's just okay, a really cute that's question. that's nice. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: No. Um, also, where is he from? East Coast? I'm feeling like there's a New York City vibe. So,
0: um, urban, yes, but you got the wrong city. Oh, what city is he from? So, well, he was born in Mississippi, actually. Okay. But, like, um, and he was born in the 30s. So, Ooh. um,. You know, depression time. the 30s? I yeah. Mean, a little bit younger than I thought. Okay, go ahead. So um, during that, the, the the depression time, especially, right, for black families mm-hmm. in the South, yeah. moving north was a way to get some more opportunities, mm-hmm. right? So they moved to Chicago when he was like little, Chicago. little. And so he grew up in that area. I do not hear the Chicago accent whatsoever. Well, accents and singing are different than accents and speaking. And that's something, Really? yes, oh, okay. lots of people, you don't know what their accent is until you hear mm. them talk. When we did the Beatles,
1: I could tell that they were from the UK.
0: Why are you shaking your head? Like because that? lots of people were like, you don't even sound like you have an accent when you sing talking about the Beatles. You already knew that about the Beatles, but we're not here to talk about the Beatles. No, 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 no. We're here to talk about Sam Cooke.
1: Yes, we are. So Chicago, really? Okay. Okay. Um. So did he produce his own music? Did he produce it with a label? Who signed him? Kind of thing.
0: Um, yeah. So it's really good that you asked that because yeah. that's a, it's a really big piece of his story mm-hmm. and I want to give it, um, the attention it deserves. So to answer your question, we're going to go a little bit back ooh, ooh, and ooh. we're going to kind of do a little bit of his history cool. so you can get that question answered. And probably some more questions will pop up as we go. Cool. So his dad was, um, like actually many of the singers that we have studied, um, he grew up in the church. His dad was a preacher. Oh. So he grew up singing gospel songs. Cool. And he was, um, at a very early age, picked out of, you know, the choirs and stuff to sing for a very popular um, gospel group called the Soul Stirrers. Yes. Okay. And, um, you'll notice on your playlist that the first three songs that I put on there were spiritual songs. Yes. And the reason I did that is because that's where he got his start. Um, Mm. you know, church was a very important piece of, um, musical history for him. Well, but for the, for like black people as a whole during this, time is a very religious community right and there yeah. was a, this was how a lot of singers that we've studied got their start yeah in, in church but um so he joined this group called the soul Stirrers. he did um a lot of touring with them and in the touring touring he, around chicago or touring all over the u.s all over the u.s wow. including in the south now remember though he was born in Mississippi, he was raised in Chicago. So it wasn't until he was a young man on tour that he went down to the South and he saw like the grim the reality of the segregation and the oppression gotcha. uh and what was happening in the country at that time. Yeah. Right. So that really stirred him up as um as having a lot of interest in like civil rights Gotcha. Right. And so this is when he's still a kid. Yeah, this is like in the 1950s. So when he's like 12. No, no, no. Like a teenager. Uh, Okay. So
1: 17, 21. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's a
0: young man. Okay. Right. And so he's, mm, he's doing these, these tours, right. And he's being exposed to like all the awfulness, right. The Mm -hmm. murder, the oppression, the police, right. All of that. And he is, they, he is very popular Mm -hmm. and they are a popular group. But he also has this desire to do um, pop music, right? But pop music wasn't really a thing then, right? Well, of course pop music was a thing. Wasn't it more like Elvis was big. And Uh, like this is like the very early times of rock and roll. People that we haven't studied yet, (laughs) like Chuck Berry um, and Little Richard. Do I know who that is? I don't know if you know who they are or not. But Mm. really, this is early rock and roll. Very, very early rock and roll. So he's before all those people. He's do. They're all coming up at the same time. Okay. Right? So the thing was, is that in the 50s, and if you... If you... I know you know who Elvis is. Yeah, that's the guy with the hips. It is the guy with the hips. And those hips were scandalous, right? They were like, oh, we can't put the TV camera, we have to do it waist up, because he's shaking his hips, right? And you can imagine, especially with the background that you're coming from, that lots of people, regardless of race, saw rock and roll as devil's music. Uh, Does that sound like a familiar concept? Like, oh, these people, they're singing the devil's music, they're shaking their hips, they're dancing, boys and girls, right? Is that... Okay. Can you imagine that being a thing? Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. Okay. So, um, he, what would, what would happen is, especially in this time, if somebody's left the, the Christian singing world, world and ventured out to sing pop, they couldn't come back. So he was being successful, right? But like the, the religious people would kind of drop you if you sold your soul for money and fame, right? Instead Mm. of singing in the, Religious circles. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so he's start, but he did that anyway, right? And he became um, he was with RCA Records. RCA, okay. And he became um, popular very quickly. His first big hit was "You Send Me," which was mm-hmm. on your playlist. Yep. And um, he had. I'm trying to remember the exact number. It was single after single after single. I feel like 30 or 40 singles during back his to back career. back to back, wow. He was, and this might be slightly mathematically wrong, but if Elvis is the number one seller of records mm-hmm. in the U.S. in this time, late 50s, early 60s, he's number two. Wow, he skyrocketed, and one of the things that That's made him really so, sad
1: that I don't know who he was. I agree. That's so why now. we do
0: the show. So, he, <laughs> so he was like basically like you have Elvis and then Sam Cooke like that. He he emerged that big of fame very very quickly. He was one of the first African Americans to be on television, right? Mm. And I was going to say white television, and then I was like, all television was white, right? Yeah. So, like, he was on the Ed Sullivan show, like, super early, Mm. and he was popular with both groups in American society in this time. He could sing, like, like, because you thought maybe he was older, or, like, he was earlier, because he kind of has that kind of old-fashioned kind of style, right, Mm -hmm. like a Frank Sinatra type, right? But he also, and what he's famous for, is being, like, the father of soul. Mm. So he, at the same time that he's appealing to, like, mass white audiences, he's also building up this kind of, this new type, this R&B soul, like, avenue of music, right? And so he is huge. Mm. Huge. And so as time passes... He so growing up in Chicago, he had a good like business sense and he wanted to be able to not just perform but own his his own publishing he wanted to have label. more control over his own music and mm-hmm. so he But also help new artists. Yeah. Right? So he did start his own um record um Uh, record studio and publishing group okay and then he died oh so that um, he he didn't die of like old age then he did not and we're going to circle back around to that i want to hit some of the other aspects of his life that we haven't talked about yet okay um but that is the long story short answer to your question about the record label yeah
1: well um, that was one of the things that I was sh- very curious about. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other things that um, I was curious about is that I felt that he had that Disney sound to him Okay. of more control of his voice. Mm-hmm. But there were such emotions all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's where I hear the soul. That's where I hear that. Um, but there's still that professional training that control of his voice control of just so there's what he's professional
0: singing. training well, right he didn't like okay. go to school to learn how to sing he oh. just can sing okay and and i think what you're hearing is um especially in some of the recordings like i love you for sentimental yes. reasons that that is a very sort of um very polished sound yes but he and he did that and he did that well and that's one of the reasons why he was so popular with white audiences too Mm. but he could also do the the real soul like his live performances for black audiences had a different sound and a different feel because he was so talented yeah is that yes yes
1: and so kind of the thing of just that polished sound Mm -hmm. i don't know like He had that feeling that he came from a similar similar label of Disney, of, like, Snow (laughs) White and Cinderella songs, Uh, just back then from the the 40s,
0: 50s kind of time period. And so... I think that's just a style of music that you're picking up on, this kind of ballady love song. When you watch old Disney movies, they kind of, just like Disney movies now to a certain extent are copying the popular yes. tone, right? Yes. And especially if you think that a Disney movie is geared towards not just kids, but also parents. Uh-huh. It might even be a little older sounding because they're tr- trying to appeal to the parents. Yes. Too. So, um, I don't, I don't, there's no association between him and Disney okay. as far as I know. I think it's just like a you're picking up on a certain style of song. For those and productions, that, yeah. Disney
1: productions. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: as I'm listening to you tell me a little bit more about his history, mm-hmm. um, my question to you is we know we have our EP, um, Aaron, um, and then we have you as the host with me and stuff like that. Okay. Who chose Sam Cook?
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, so our, our buddy Aaron and I, we discuss, uh, the artists together and we try to mix up the seasons. And, um, I think it was Aaron's idea, but we both kind of, we, it was mutual. It was like a mutual decision of let's do this. We think Rachel will like it. You know, he's important. Like,
1: yeah, I see that. I see how with you mentioning how he's number two below Elvis at that
0: time, it just, well, just a number of sales. Yeah. That's all, I, I mean, just, I'm not, I don't want to say, like, Elvis is the best, and he was the second best. Like, it was just in terms of, like, sales. S- yeah. Yeah. Numbers of records being sold. Gotcha. What other history do you have for me? So, um, we've talked a little bit about the, um, the civil rights stuff. Yep. And I want to, like, get back into that. Okay. Because he, as, um, as a musician, but also just as a thinker, right, um, got more involved in the civil rights, like, aspect, right? Okay. So um, he became friends with um, Cassius Clay slash Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. He became friends with football player act- slash activist Jim Brown. He knew and became acquainted with Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. He was one of the big people kind of pushing for change mm. the song um, change gonna come right that was on mm-hmm. your playlist like that, yeah that yeah. is a, a song that actually a lot of his songs kind of had this balance where um, depending on who you were in America and what you were listening for okay you would kind of get like these two different messages right like mm-hmm. the song chain gang like I remember being a kid and growing up and hearing that on the radio. That's like about prisoners and like prison labor and like, um, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a totally, it has a totally different response, right? Depending on like who you are, like yeah. the audiences of the song. Um, he also in a lot of tours as he became more famous, he would, uh, like he was touring the South. Mm-hmm. Um, Dick Clark had him on and he would, if he was gonna see like a segregated, like he would not perform, he would not show up for like a segregated audience, mm. right? And he was ruffling feathers, mm. and and doing and saying things that were challenging the yeah. status quo of the time because this is pre nineteen, this is early nineteen sixties, yeah. right? So um, that is another aspect of who he is that is related to his music and the songs that he released. Um, and a big part of what he is remembered for. Mm. Gotcha. So, um, do you remember when I went through the history the first time and I stopped at that recording studio and that deal and then he died? Yes. So we do need to talk about his death. Oh. And now here's the thing. So there is a, um, there is a documentary about it right now on Netflix, which I watched. <clears throat> I am not an expert and it is uh it's murky. This mm. is some murky stuff. So, why do you um, say
1: it's murky? Well,
0: um, you're going to find out. So, um so some of his history that um I didn't mention, he was married. Okay. He had some kids. He he, he had a son who unfortunately um drowned in a pool. Oh no. I know. It's That's one sad. of yeah, super sad. <laughs> yeah, so in he front had, of him? no um he wasn't home but um so there was there was this like sadness Mm. in his life right and he was known to you know go out at night and maybe a little bit you know with ladies right people yes so, um, so I just wanted to, like, set that up. So he went out one night in Los Angeles with um some friends, mm-hmm. and he had recently, like, made a lot of money. hmm And, um, according to, like, their story, they left. He was still there talking at a bar with a woman. hmm That morning, he had been killed. Right? Whoa. Yeah. So the story goes that they went to a motel. hmm um, she left the room with most of his clothes and her clothes mm-hmm. and he went to chase after her to get his clothes, probably mm-hmm. um and went to the the motel office mm-hmm. um where he like broke in there looking for this girl, and the woman who was working in there um there was like an altercation of some kind, yeah, maybe thought she she didn't recognize him or whatever right right and... yeah well and i mean he was probably drunk right this is like early in the morning after a bar right at a motel yeah naked and, yes <laughs> and um and she shot him oh. three times oh more than once so and that's um an yeah uh and so it was a very it was just it was really sad and shocking to everybody involved yeah. Right? So when you watch the documentary, all the people that knew him were like, that doesn't sound like him at all, because the woman was claiming that he was going to rape her. Oh. But later it comes out that she is a prostitute. Hmm. So, right? So there's this kind of like, it's like... It's, he said, she said. It is a he said, she said, and there's a couple different he said, she said's going on, right? Yeah. And so it's like, I um I would be... Remiss to say that I know what happened because I don't think they even know what happened. Right. Well, the woman who, who shot him, like she knows part of her it, story, right? And the other, the woman that was in the hotel, she has her story, but nobody can ask Sam, him, right? Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is that this was in, um, in Compton, like in LA. He's a black guy that got shot. The police, like, did not. Like, the there was no... The investigation was kind of, like, open and shut. They called it a justifiable mm. homicide. And um, a lot of people were really, really upset about the way that this was treated. They were like, if one of the Beatles had died this way, or if, oh, you know, like, basically, like, somebody else who was just as famous... Yeah. ...had died that way, the FBI would be involved, right? Because it, there were a lot of, like, unusual... Like was this woman trying to rob him? Was like so? There's all these like different pieces, and it's just, um, and there and there are even conspiracy theories about this. Hmm. Um, that he could be still alive? No, not that kind of conspiracy theory. No. Just that, just that people wanted him gone because he was like so influential. Influential in this in civil like, rights the rape, movement. Exactly. It's, okay. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of different
1: hmm. but
0: basically i mean he was cut down in his prime you know how old was he he was 33 oh still producing music still a huge star yeah and also like moves. wanting to open the door for others exactly mm. like doing this like empowerment right and in that height of his fame and power and influence yeah. he's killed
1: and so. my guess
0: is he didn't have a bodyguard um, maybe not well, he didn't that in that situation, day. yeah, um, he might have like traveling you know companions I'm like like traveling around like on tour, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, um, but it's 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 really, really sad,
1: yeah, um because it it's like he's not done, and he did a great job on music, and apparently you know what you're telling me with history or just how he did his influence with civil rights, he was going somewhere with that. And it's just, he was producing good things and for it to all stop. Now, I guess his kids never continued. And with his legacy of maybe civil rights movement, maybe his business
0: in Chicago with the label. Um, so unfortunately thing with the business was, um, his manager, um, who was a very famous music manager of the sixties on Klein. um, it was kind of uh, not the best business deal. Mm. Not, I mean, the in the documentary I was watching, even a couple people were like, "Maybe Alan Klein." That doesn't that doesn't strike me as like likely. But um, he, like, his wife got like basically got screwed. Mm. Um, the doc, in the documentary, they said she um, received fifty thousand dollars for the rights to his music, which is worth obviously. Nothing Million, com- yeah <laughs> nothing compared
1: to what she probably should get.
0: Right, which would be millions of dollars for one of the biggest stars yeah. in the US. Uh, in the world at that time. So who got the rest? Oh, the businesses. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Real walk, shady. Walk, real, walk. real sad and shady stuff. Yeah. So, um I do not we are not ending the episode here, obviously, because we need to talk about his music. Um, but I wanted you to, to kind of get a big picture of not why he's, why he's famous. Like he came up with these fun songs that we like, but also like why he's important. Like why people still talk about him. Why pretty much like all the musicians to follow in his footsteps, like look to him as, um, as their influence, right? Like as, as somebody to, to imitate. Mm. Tell me more. Well, I just did. I think it's time for you to tell me more. Okay. About what you thought about this music that we just listened to. Um,
1: so one of my likes is uh, "Nearer to Thee" because okay. it has the organ in it.
0: Oh yeah. Um, yeah.
1: that is actually one of my secret but not so secret favorite instruments. Interesting. <laughs> well, um, my mom plays the organ. Oh. And so I kind of grew up listening to it. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of gave me some good. F- and fuzzy feelings of the flashbacks to it. That's nice. Um, so, yeah. So, um, did you have any dislikes? Because I usually, I like to end on a high note. That is true. Um, I didn't have any dislikes. Cool. But I felt that his songs, like, each song mm-hmm. sounded like the last. But now I kind of understand why you're, um, it was like that. Because... Really, I was only listening to him for about three years of his music.
0: It's more than three, but, like... Oh, okay. So, if 1957 is when You Send Me comes out, and he mm. dies in 1963, right? Okay. But that time period, like, yeah, there isn't a lot of change. He dies right before a lot of change starts happening in music, yes. right? So, it... It is too bad we don't get to see him evolve exactly, as an artist. where
1: he died in his prime, where he, not like Beyonce that had so many different sounds to her,
0: where... Or any artist that records for more than like a decade, yeah, usually. Yeah,
1: <laughs> where for him, I didn't get that broad, more sounds from him, where I wanted to hear more.
0: We ne- we, we You're right, we got Rod. We didn't get to see yeah. what, or we didn't get to hear... And so what would I dislike come? that fact that we don't get to hear more. Well, I dislike that too. Okay. <laughs> um. So what? Let's pick a couple songs to talk about. Which ones did? Which other ones did you enjoy? I would say, the
1: twist one. Oh, twisting night away.
0: Yeah, that was
1: super fun. Yeah. I thought it was, just something that I could do and also something I would listen to poolside in the yeah. backyard. It's you good know? party music. It is good party music, and I think. I am learning through music she missed. I'm not so much listening in the car yet, okay. or listening in the house, right. or listening pretty much anywhere. Right. But I'll listen to music poolside, okay. and I feel like that song is a poolside kind of song.
0: Okay. Um. I'll just say one of my favorites is called "Another Saturday Night." Yes. Did you like that one? That was
1: a fun one. Okay. I like the whole "I got paid" um um line. That I thought song, that was cute. like
0: I sing it pretty much every Saturday, and like, it's Saturday night, I'm like, another Saturday night, like, <laughs> it's a, it's a classic. It is. Um, what about, what did you think about Chain Gang? I like the Chain Gang.
1: I like the beat. I thought it was a very fun beat, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's definitely a dark topic. Right. Where, you know, you hear Sam Cook in his
0: well so he's he's writing a song that has mass appeal and once again, like depending on who the audience is, he's yeah. gonna get different things.
1: Yeah, out and of you're that. gonna get different things. But also he's talking about a dark topic that's not talked about, but he's putting a fun beat to it so he can actually educate those who are just listening for the beats, but they also are just lacking in understanding of certain aspects of different places in the US. At the time and what they're going through but he's uh, taking that opportunity to educate as well
0: yeah super subtly um <laughs> uh any other favorites that you want to talk about
1: it's a wonderful world
0: wait what wonderful, a wonderful life no wait world yes it's wonderful life movie with jimmy stewart yes
1: what a wonderful world song yes. by sam cook i thought that was really um a great song i actually have heard that before but i
0: didn't know it was him well make sure that well there's no way to make sure but other people have covered that song because it is very popular so you could have heard it in a variety of places
1: i could have but when i heard it during my homework i recognized (laughs) actually his voice oh okay his specific song in places like movies or shows or something like that um another one is the sentimental reason one
0: Oh, I love you for sentimental. Reasons. I thought
1: that was super cute. It reminded me of my grandparents. Um yes. and just they have loved each other for decades and decades and
0: Aww.
1: it's just um they're really cute. Um my grandmother has now passed, um and then my other set of grandparents, they have both passed, but for both of them that song reminds me of them and you know, I'm a very weird family in the sense that I don't have any divorce in my grandparents. I don't have any divorce in my aunts and uncles, my parents, my brothers and sisters. That is weird. And also on my husband's side. So it's just, it's weird, but, um. It's a I,
0: song, it's a love song. It is a
1: love song, and it reminds me of my grandparents, and I really appreciate that they have given us such a strong foundation of love. Um, so yeah, that was a fun song. And then I really like the other song of only 16 yes why did you like that one i like that one because it was just he admits in his lyrics that he's too it's he's experiencing things that he's too young and that it's cut off um like he's just 16 where for him and his music though we he never planned on it no one ever planned on him being cut off in his music um mm-hmm. so young um so yeah that was kind of eerie that he would um sing such a song but also it's a great song too
0: anything else you want to mention before we get to our rating, rating? yeah i i really like sam cook he was cute cool he was fun so let's let's give that a numerical quantity on a scale of one to ten one being like Meh, and ten being like yeah where would you rate the likelihood that you would listen to
1: his music again i'm gonna give you a surprise number of
0: six six point five six point five okay no you just give me three different numbers mm, six point five okay so that's a i mean that's a favorable rating yeah but it is th- i feel like
1: it's not yeah, love it's not love um but it's kind of weird that I gave such a low number to an artist that I didn't have any dislikes. Um, cause usually if they have, um, no dislikes, I give much higher of a number. But for me, it was like, I don't know where else I would listen to it, but maybe one of, or two of the songs, poolside. You
0: I think that's I, I do. I think it's interesting that you're rating music based on, on what
1: situation game, you would
0: want to listen to it in where i feel um that for me it's not about the location but rather how i want to feel
1: but see that's the weird part is for me i don't listen to music anywhere other
0: than right this no i understand you are super weird yes. i'm just saying it's a weird way to rate an yeah, artist it is based weird. on like i don't have a specific location i can attach this music to but the, look the thing is that you liked it yeah and that you had I a did. good week and, you and had a, good a good time week. And you got to learn a lot of new stuff. Yes, I did. I liked it. Nothing wrong with that. Audience, if you want to join Rachel on her journey of listening to music only by the pool or at certain (laughs) prescribed locations, please like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter, uh, subscribe on iTunes, and be sure to follow all the playlists on Spotify. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much and have a great week. Bye. Bye.